Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode 40 of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your DMV sports podcast, coming to you like we always do from Montgomery County, Maryland. And we got a whole lot of shit to talk about this week, so we're just going to get right into it. Cheers, gentlemen. How are we this evening, Jerry? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. Doing very well. Spry tonight. I'm very, feeling very spry. Jeremy, how about you, man? Only old people say spry. But <laughs> I'm old. old. I'm yeah, old. Not that old. Uh, thank God for you, you people. I'm in the middle of, <laughs> are we? Are we your uh, lifeline yeah, right Jesus now, Jerry? Christ. Middle <laughs> of just a pile of shit at work. It's nice <laughs> to be here. Well, I, I figured something was wrong. I was at the game last night, and I gave this great detailed analysis of uh, of a turnover, <laughs> and Jeremy responds. Your analysis was only 21% correct or something like that. And and I showed Holly, and she's like, is he mad at you? I was like, that's how he always is. He's a dick, man. He has no respect for my hockey knowledge. Uh, No, he's probably mad at another giveaway that the Caps had. But I digress. We will get to that later. So here's what we've got on tap this evening, because we got a lot of shit going on. Last week in February, which means March Madness is almost upon us. We will get to our dirty terps later. We will get to some of the uh, bracketology that is starting to come out. And uh, one thing we're not going to get to is spring training because it's still in its uh, infant stages. Uh, so the Nats and O's are playing. Baseball is alive in uh, Arizona and in Florida. But we don't really give a shit until later in March uh, when opening day is right around the corner. So we will table that for later. We will also discuss... The Washington Capitals, uh, your uh, number one in your heart, Alexander Ovechkin, got honored last night. We'll go into that in great detail, uh, as well as their uh, much-needed two points last night against Winnipeg. But we will start off the show today discussing the impending NFL draft, the current combine, and what our skins and our Ravens are going to do, because it is going to be a mystery, I have a feeling, right up until draft day. So with all that being said, this is, I think, Jerry's favorite time of the year because the combine is on. Literally, if you go onto Twitter and you follow anybody in the know in the NFL, you are getting updates every five minutes. And I'm pretty sure that's what you did today. Most, most of them are false, but yes, I was. <laughs> do, you, do you have a, a fake Twitter handle that I you throw out I basically committed legal malpractice all day today by ignoring everything I needed to do to... <laughs> To get ready for the podcast. <laughs> to focus on the NFL. So, I will send Please. it your way, Jerry. You better not suck, then. <laughs> what do we got going on with our beloved Burgundy and Gold Washington Redskins? All right. So, what I did is upcoming we this weekend, we have the Combine, and we have the start of free agency in the next week or two. Um, I broke down what the popular consensus of both the needs of the Redskins and the Ravens are. Do okay. we still have that week where it's like they can talk but not actually do anything? Does that still happen? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. They, they well, can. Yeah. They, well, I, I can sure shit talk because everybody's talking today, right now. So yeah. you guys are gonna have to help me out. They can start. <laughs> they can start franchising people soon. Okay. Okay. Uh, for the Redskins, I have the needs as corner, tight end, wide receiver, offensive tackle, and interior offensive line. It's quite a few positions of need. For the Ravens, I have the needs as edge rusher, linebacker, inside defensive line, basically the front seven. Um, the wide receiver and the interior offensive line. Okay. Um, for this purposes of this discussion, for the Redskins, uh, I'm not going to classify as a need safety, edge rusher, running back, linebacker, and QB, even though any or all of those could be upgraded. And for the Ravens, I'm not going to uh, count corner, offensive tackle, running back, or QB as a need. 
So with that said, you have the combine coming up and you have free agency. Mm -hmm. For the Redskins, some of the names you may want to focus on uh, for the Redskins and Ravens, if you're looking at wide receiver help, these are the names. And see, tell me, you guys, if any of these jump out at you as someone you might want to go after. Amari Cooper from the Cowboys, maybe franchise, maybe re-signed, but right now he's a free agent. Okay. A.J. Green, Robbie Anderson from the Jets, oh, Ma- shit. Emmanuel Sanders. Well, all those guys jump out at me because I've had them at some point or another in fantasy. <laughs> they all appear to be past their prime, right? Yeah. I, Everybody I, except for Cooper. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think, know about that. I think Cooper's best years are behind him, well, too. Well, he's expensive. That's the th- I mean, I don't think he's worth what he's probably going to get is the problem. You get him for half of that, of course. <laughs> I mean, but right. Um, I just I and he's one of those guys that he's got enough good years left that he's going to want some nice guaranteed money too. Right? Probably get it. I just yeah. don't think. I, it no, I think he should. All of these guys are going to get paid. They're going to be paid top ten contracts. Robbie Anderson's going to be a. a is damn close. Uh, yeah, he had a pretty Christ. big year. I mean, uh, is there that big a void of good wide receivers? Obviously, we had one in Washington. We saw it. Well, we, you I, know, I think, the bargain I think A.J. Green's get. coming off injury, so his yes. contract term will be short, but it might be fully guaranteed a big number for a year or two mm-hmm. to see if he can prove himself. Um, those are the wide receivers, uh, and both teams need wide receiver help. Uh, both, need, both teams need interior offensive line, that's mm-hmm. center and guard help. And the free agents to be are Brandon Sheriff, <laughs> Joe Thune, and Graham G- Glasgow. So isn't there word that they're now – they've? T- I don't know that they were ever sour on Sheriff, but it sounds to me like this new regime is really looking to keep him in-house, give him a new contract. You're afraid he's going to get overpaid, right? I'm afraid he's going to get a new contract. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't think he's that good? I think he's good as a good, a good guard. Um, I would much rather have a uh, starting wide receiver and a starting cornerback rather than an elite guard because I don't think guards get you wins. Okay. I think that's the least important position on you the field. You know what? I'll defer to you on that. Um, I, th- I just think that the new regime is more money ballish than I don't know. I don't know if that really happens in the NFL, but they're just oh, not going to they're not gonna overpay I, right. I, I got I, you. anybody. I don't think that's right. why they're doing what they're doing with Dunbar. Everything they have their numbers in mind. That's what they're going to pay people. If people want to come on board, great. If not, well, it's hmm. interesting. And here is the free agent crop for tight ends, and I'm doing this in order for a reason. <laughs> Hunter Hen- Hunter Henry, Austin Cooper, um, Eric Ebron. Isn't it Austin Hooper? Austin Hooper, yes. Yes, Hooper. I apologize. From, from the Falcons. Yes, because when that guy's healthy, that guy is legit. When that guy's healthy. When that guy's healthy. We said that about Jordan Reed for the last – Five, six, seven years. It so. is a weak free agent crop at tight end, and it is a weak college crop at tight end. Well, that kind of blows because the skins are in desperate need of a decent tight end. Which is why I have a fix. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Oh, Jerry, I've never heard this theory before. What do the Ravens need? The Ravens need an interior guard. What do we have? An interior guard. We have an interior guard. What do the Ravens have a lot of? Tight ends. Why don't we franchise Brandon Sheriff, trade him for who? Which, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Okay, I didn't know which one you were going after. Bring him, they, they can extend him out. They can extend him out. At the Ravens, now the Ravens have the bet maybe one of the best guards in the in the uh, uh, in the league. Helps their run game. The Redskins get a pass catching weapon for their quarterback, which right. they desperately need. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's a win-win. Makes too much sense. I don't know why it hadn't happened already because I just came up with it. If anybody from the Redskins <laughs> and Ravens are listening, you guys should think about that. It is worth thinking about. Um, that's a win for both teams. So I, I understand how important uh, an impactful tight end is, especially if Dwayne Haskins is your quarterback because that will be his. This will really be his rookie campaign. Hopefully, starting early in the season with a new coaching staff, fresh playbook, fresh personnel around him. Because the games he played last year, aside from getting NFL experience, they weren't in-game um, program experience, right? Because this is a completely different regime, thought process, everything. Right. Um, so a tight end for a guy like Haskins is key. It's the most important thing so he can have he's other than a have, running game. He's got to have a safety valve, right? But is Haskins going to be the Redskins quarterback? That's ultimately the question. Again, you can't believe anything you hear because everybody's going to say <clears throat> all the politically correct things, especially Rivera and his guys, you know. But uh, today's report was, um, you know, Dwayne's in the building almost every day. I see him. We talk. He's working really hard. He sounded very optimistic. I think that's just smoke and mirrors, and I think if they can find another solution – in my opinion, I think Scott Turner and Ron Rivera will go that route because they have no loyalty to Dwayne or the previous regime that drafted him. That's just what my gut's telling me. They have no loyalty to him, but they, I also think that they know that they're better off if he is the guy because he's already in-house. He's relatively inexpensive. They don't have to start over. Um, so that's, you know. And I think tight ends are important either way because I think, uh, what's his name, the OC wants a, it needs a tight Scott end. Scott Turner. Turner yeah, yeah. needs a tight end. I have no idea how they feel about Dwayne Haskins. I am so confused. It's so confusing, right? I know if you last year, uh, the rumor was that Kyle Smith had Haskins as a third round grade. Hmm. Um, He was not impressed. Got it. I don't know how Rivera feels about him, but they had to game plan against him because the Redskins played the Panthers. So they did. That's true. um, He should have a leg up on what he can do or what he can't do. Um, If. Ron Rivera believes that Dwayne Haskins is a good quarterback and his ceiling is a good, solid quarterback in the NFL. And he believes that Tua and Burrow are infinitely better. And if you're, if you're getting Tua, you're getting the next Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to believe that Tua is a better player than Joe Burrow. I think he's proven it over time. Um, I would take him if I had the first pick instead of Joe Burrow, given that his medicals are working out. Okay. Um, but if you believe one or other will be available, and certainly one will, um, <laughs> and both of them oh, are so. infinitely better, <laughs> infinitely better than what you have in Dwayne Haskins, then you have to trade Dwayne Haskins, and you have to draft one of those, just like Cardinals did. <laughs> you cannot be held hostage by an average quarterback at the most position. And I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's awkward. It's not what we want to hear. We want to hear that last year they got it right and you know they drafted the right guy and he's our quarterback for the future. That's what I want to believe. But I'm not in the building. I have no idea. I don't know right. what I'm looking at. Right. You know, it, Haskins played well at the end of the season. Is that the same thing as a September call-up where you're just playing well against bad teams who don't give a shit mm-hmm. because their season's over too right. and nobody's really playing press coverage and everybody's just sort of trying to get through the game. Sure. And so he's looking better than he really is. Or did he really take to it and impress people? So I have no idea if they're telling me the truth. Um, if they are, 
then you stay put at two and you draft Chase Young. Right. If not, then you draft a quarterback who's going to lead you for the next 12 years uh, to higher heights than Dwayne Haskins can, mm-hmm. and you trade Dwayne Haskins and you can get what you can for him. Gotcha. Jeremy? I think they think Haskins is their guy. I think they want him to be their guy. I don't think they're sure he's their guy yet. I, I'm i not a Tua guy. That's one of my I, – I think he's going to be capable. I don't think he's anything spectacular. I kind of feel the same way about Burrow. I don't know if either do one you, of them is really worth one or two. I'm kind of in the middle, shocker. But um, do you feel the same way about Haskins? Do you think he is an okay guy? You could win with him, but his ceiling isn't – you know, tremendous. I mean, you know, I I think he is. I think he's in the same boat. So you get him at thirteen or fifteen, whatever it was last year, fifteen. Then you, you're in much better shape than to spend a one or a two on well, not a one, but to get Burrow or two at two. I'd rather get either the Hall or Young. Absolutely. I, well, if you believe yeah. that Haskins is yeah. in the same exact category, and that's kind of where I was going right. with that question because it depends on who you ask. Right. It depends on. You know, projecting the tea leaves for the future is the most inexact science, right? Right. Because, you know, you were you were going over like the how the, the the draft experts will give them grades and metrics and everything else. Well, there's obviously flaws in that because there's guys like Ryan Leaf that never make it, and there's guys like Tom Brady that are, you know, sure uh, just it's generational talent. Science. So it's not an exact science. So <clears throat> I'm just glad that they have some people in the building with some balls that are going to say, this is what we believe and this is the route we're going, because then at least we have some direction. It might not be the direction we agree with. Um, They might be wrong, but at least they will have some conviction about that. And I still think as far as salary cap goes and the short-term and potential long-term success, the best case scenario is they do love Haskins. They think this guy can win 10, 11, 12 games in this league. He can get us into the playoffs. He can win us some big games. And as a result, you take the, the Burrow and Tua carrots off the board and you draft young, you know, or you, you entertain whatever big trade package may or may not be in play. Exactly. You meet with Tua and Burrow regardless if you have already concluded that Dwayne Haskins is your guy. Of course. Because oh, of course you, you want to find a sucker. Yeah. You want to <laughs> find someone who's going to panic and say, even though I love Chase Young, they're giving me four number ones. <laughs> that Miami has given me five, their two first-round picks this year, and their first-round pick next year. Like a sucker's bet. I mean, if you get something like yeah. that, you're committing malpractice by not taking because no one player is better than that. Hell, you right. probably trade back up to three at that point if you needed to. Right. that happened. So, <laughs> yeah, good call, Jim. You're right about that. So there are so many options. So you, you always play the game. Well, yeah. and well, one of them, you said one of them will be there. You don't know which one. You have to interview him. You're irresponsible if you don't. Exactly. Right. And what happens if Cincinnati takes him or trades out? Yeah. And that team comes up and takes Chase Young. And now what do you do? You have to be prepared right. to do anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, God, is there a dirtier like time of the year for big business just to do backdoor deals and handshakes? Well, that's what Kyle Smith said. completely full of shit. We have gone over every scenario. Mm-hmm. And let's say... Every scenario, boom, now we have uh, Burrow hanging in there. What do we want for him? Who are our trade partners? You have already talked about that. Boom, what happens if we don't like um, Dwayne as much as we say we do? Right, right. right. And boom, we draft Tua. Who are our trade partners for Haskins? 
one thought comes to mind, the Chargers. Mm-hmm. They need a quarterback. He's got a history with the Chargers. You can sort of have something worked Isn't out. Isn't it refreshing to have somebody in the building that has all these permutations done? They're doing their research, and they're going in with an open mind saying, we need to be ready. And by the way, Kyle Smith has impressed Rivera and So far, and Al, yeah. You know, oh, he's, he's an impressive guy. I've he, been advocating. I, I, he you know, should be our GM. You know, you've said it for a while now, but now that he's more in the limelight and you're hearing interviews and you're seeing a lot of what he's done in the past and what he's doing now – you know, guys done the yeoman's work for a long time, you know? I mean, he's been behind the scenes doing a ton of, of prep the last few years, and, and it really shows. I'm impressed by him. There, there are three reasons why, back to Brandon Sheriff, this all ties in together, <laughs> why I am against um, giving him a big deal and a long-term deal. Okay. One is he's a guard, mm-hmm. and that's the least important position. Yep. Two, he's not durable. He's missed a lot of games. Uh, and three, if you read the tea leaves – you got to pay Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. Trent Williams is coming back, and he's making $16 million a year on a new contract if he comes back. I think we can put the rest why he held out, and it had 10% to do with the training staff and his health and 90% to do with, I want a new contract. Right. That's what it is. Because I think we basically have been saying that all yeah, Oh, you said that from day one. Because right? you, all you, of that is rectified, and he's still not coming back until you pay him. Right. Right. That's And I don't necessarily – I mean, I – Sort of wanting to go somewhere else, but whatever. But if if you have cap room, if you have to pay him, he's much more important than Brandon Sheriff. No question about it. Much more important. And if you can let Sheriff go, tag him, trade him, whatever, and then you can re-sign Flowers, mm-hmm. and you have Wes Martin there. Wes. They're interior guards. They're, yeah. they're always surrounded by people. Right. You know? Right. If, if you re-sign... Sheriff and have Flowers and Sheriff together or Martin and Sheriff together, you're not going to win any more games than if you have Flowers and Martin. You're just really not. I, I got mean, you. you. I got you. There might, he might be a better player. So that's why I'm uh, against the long term. But I do recognize if you're going to que- keep Dwayne Haskins or have a rookie back there, you got to have a left tackle. And right now, they don't have a left tackle. And I was going to say, left tackle is way more important on the line. You just brought up the tag for Sheriff. That's an interesting thought. Well, they're going to tag him. They're not going to let him walk for nothing. Right. right. So they're going to tag him and then see what they can get for him. And if it comes to playing one year at $15 million, that's better than four years at $15 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I'm, I'm not against tagging him and keeping him. I'd prefer to tag him and trade him mm. for a position, for a uh, skill position that can help you score points. Gotcha. Is he a transition candidate? As opposed um, yeah, to you know, sure. franchise, because yeah, yeah. isn't one of the issues of franchise with a, with a guard is they do all linemen, not just guards. Yes, yes that's exactly right. So you're gonna right. get yeah, it's money. it's fifteen million dollars. Yeah, that's I mean, but the, the but the highest paid guard is sixteen million. So he's mm-hmm. I just I don't like the the idea of franchising him because it's you're going down the Kirk Cousins pathway. So why would you just let him go? You <laughs> can't like Terry let, said tag him and then you can't and let him go for nothing. Get for him. But you know, I don't get know. something for him at this point. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Because I mean, tagging, you might have to pay him the fifteen million, when you're which is screwed, only for one year. So who right. cares? But then you're in the same dance next year. Well, they, I, right? you know what though? I like your idea about uh, about uh, finding a dance partner in Baltimore because sheriff sheriff's value in Baltimore to that team, how they're built, is way more important than his value to the Redskins. Oh, absolutely, they're a running about. team. Exactly Agreed. right. Um, and uh, that that could actually be a really a really good move. 
I mean, I just Jerry. I'm, I'm not the smartest person here for Jerry. Nothing, I think you, know? you found your calling, man. All right, so let's go over corners. We need corners. We have the worst corners in the league. <laughs> They're so fucking bad. Here are some free agent corners. See, hey, is Josh need? Norman a free agent? Yeah, but it, <laughs> I didn't even put him on the list. All right, Byron Jones, James Bradbury from Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris Harris, uh-huh. Logan Ryan, Prince Amukamura. Yep. Shockingly, I recognize every one of those names. I was waiting to pull the yeah. who the fuck are these guys, yeah. but uh, I actually recognize. First those two have already been linked, you know, here. So. Yeah, Bradbury, of course, because of his, uh, you know, Carolina ties. Yeah, this is why Dunbar to me. I understand why he's doing what he's doing, but he's kind of being a dumbass because he's a complete dumbass. Well, it's the same thing. I got get back to earlier with the Moneyball thing. They were like, "This is what you're worth to us. You don't want to. You don't want to sign for that or play under that contract. Well, we're bringing in somebody else." Hmm. You yeah. know, you're under contract. Right. We're we're not talking to you right now. He could get the same he could have the same leverage if he just remained quiet and just did it. He can't though. I know. Apparently. None of these guys can. Man, they're so fucking stupid. I, I really do think that they're getting bad advice. Um, you know, these guys come out, they, they they make their first couple mil and they hire a few guys and it's just immediately yeah. a money grab. And hey, Trent had money. I mean, what he made a hundred million in his career or whatever it is. Yeah. What's Dunbar made about six? I yeah. don't I don't have a pro- I honestly don't have a problem with quitting Dunbar. Being seeking a new deal, no, I don't, and, and you, not going to OTAs and all that stuff. No, no, you said it well last week. It's just his position is not as strong as he thinks it is, or he just he just looks so stupid when he comes Absolutely. out and says, "Cut me or trade me." No, I was just that that was premature. I'm just kidding. And then two weeks, two days later, cut me or trade me. Right? It's like, dude, stop throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's up, exactly man. what he's doing. Exactly. You know, it's exactly what he's doing. I mean, did you actually think that a pro football team was going to give in to your demands? Like, <laughs> come here, trade me. Oh, okay. What kind? What kind? That's what want? I mean. Is yeah. these guys get regimes behind the scenes that think they are, you know, smarter than the man, and they're like, no, 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 you guys, you know, <laughs> listen to me, listen to me. I've done this before, and the reality is they haven't. Well, this you is know? his. This is his first big opportunity. Absolutely, and he's obviously well, and, showing his inexperience and in how to handle. And it. Trent did it. Look what happened. He didn't get paid all year. Right. But to your point, I mean, Trent yeah, knew he, that he was, was a possibility. Leverage he was like, "Fuck it, yeah, you know, exactly. I've got my money." Yeah. You know, Dunbar does not. Right. <laughs> so I think if I think he's got a good four hundred one k stashed away. I think the Redskins are. I think four hundred one dollars stashed away. I think the Redskins are going to keep Trent Williams. I think they're going to renegotiate. You know, I'm with you on that one. They're going to extend him. I think they're going to extend Ryan Kerrigan. Sounds like too. Yeah, I think they are. I know. Yeah. And you I know. think they're going to uh, more likely than not draft Chase Young. But we are, I'm telling you, man. When, Fuck! And, and I, know, I want Chase Young, goddammit. I know what you say about Tua. When you hear him talk, his measurements, when you hear him talk, he's so freaking humble. And he's yeah, so likable. I know. It's almost like Tebow but, but without... You, but you said Russell Wilson. I mean, there are so many similarities on down to the off-the-field demeanor, the way he carries himself, yeah. everything. Burrow has played one... Year of good football, mm-hmm. and in an offense that was the best of all time. Right? How do you know? Yeah. I know, and I know what I said before about Tua, but I, but, I, I love the guy. I think if I could, if we could get him at fifteen, not that we're picking there, but that'd be something great. I just don't. I don't. I don't think he's, he's going top three, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't. I don't think he's worth that to this team. He's tra- and I don't think the I don't think the Lions. I think it's all bullshit that they say they're going to trade Matthew Stafford. It'd be a terrible cap hit, and he was playing good before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I think that's all uh, lies uh, spread by the Redskins uh, to, <laughs> to, to to make that pick. Oh my God, they may pick Tua. I might you know I got to get right, up there. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, I think th- I, I think the Redskins are really looking for a sucker, and but they have oh, told I hope they, found, I hope they, they have told one. people you have to give us. 
an RG3 type trade. If you're not willing to do it, don't call us. Right, we're not playing. We're not. We're right. not. We're not taking. We're not. We're not in the business of helping your team. That's what I always tell. Uh, that's why I always say to all these people, at, like you know, the Dolphins fans, who say, "Well, we'll give you five, and we'll give you a, like a second round pick." What the fuck, man? We, we, we are we in business to help the, the Dolphins? <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. You want? Okay. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. Right. Hey, give us five, eighteen, the other one, and it. That's not fair. Of course, not fair. Then don't get to it. That's right. That's your choice. Sure. So speaking of Chase Young, because I just said I, I, I do want Chase Young, I want somebody impactful on the line that we watch and go every single third down we go, he's coming, he's coming. He might not get home every time, but at the end of the year, he's going to have 12, 13 sacks. He's going to be just disrupting everything. The funniest tweet I saw was somebody talking about Chase Young. Chase Young, Greg Minuski's mouth is drooling uh, for how many p- – Times he can put him back in pass coverage. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at that speed. Look, right, look at that speed. We'll stun him and then drop him. Uh, good, uh, good work. I, I'm with you, man. Dude. Uh, I mean, if, if you can attack and why I think that Del Rio will attack, you can have him and sweat, and you can only have one tight end out there helping one side. You got you got Allen, Payne, Ionitis. You get that rotation. You hear the quarterback, his voice start wavering. He's like, Four twenty two. Twenty two. Oh shit. It just means cover that. It just means that they gotta throw the ball quick. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh you know, I would love to instill some fear uh to the to the opponent with our front four or five. Um I don't know, you know, whether it's gonna happen or not. And and hey, if we do draft him and he's not as impactful as we had hoped for. Which he won't be because everybody assumes he'll have three sacks a game and he won't. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, he's not gonna have thirty sacks. He's gonna have ten or twelve or God, I would love to see 10 or 12. I, I, me? I want him to have pressures. Correct. Make and him see, throw. See, and, and again, I, I brought up Bosa a number of times, but you know, when you're watching those games down the stretch and then in the playoffs, so big stages, right? You know exactly what every team's doing. Bosa was nearly unguardable. He only had five or six sacks in the last seven or eight games, but he it seemed like he was in the backfield on every single play. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's just it. You don't have to make the play every time, but make a play and make them adjust on the fly. We have zero players on the roster that can do that right now without some complimentary help. So if you put Young in there, now sweat becomes more dangerous. Now the interior linemen can do their thing and push up. I mean, it, again, one guy doesn't make the difference, but one guy can make that domino effect and, and make the difference across and the board. I think we talked about a little bit last week, you know, that you you draft Young, you've got your front, you know, you got your front for a decade if you if you want to keep. Yeah, if you really you got, want to keep done. them, absolutely. You don't have to worry about it for a long, long time. Yeah. All right. So if you're watching the combine, like I will be, <laughs> these are some names. With popcorn. <laughs> these are some names. If you're Redskin fans, to pay attention to. Okay. Is this All like right. down the board? Yeah. Second, third, fourth rounders. Yeah. Okay. So obviously Chase Young is not going to work out, um, but he's he's there. He's interviewing with everybody. He's getting his medicals done. And then he'll work out at Ohio State, which is what you do when you have nothing to gain by working out. Agreed. Um, cornerbacks. Jeffrey Okuda, we will not get him. Christian Fulton from LSU. Bryce Hall from Virginia. C.J. Henderson from Florida. Trayvon Diggs from Alabama. Those are guys to watch uh, for a prob- the third, three through five are probably second to third round picks. Maybe if there's a run, they'll go earlier. All good players. And real quick, we do not currently have a second rounder, correct? Not yet. Okay. Correct. No. All right. You got to use that to get sweat. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's that's why if we do parlay and do some sort of trade, not only the other teams first, but the second, their second oh, yeah. round pick is like yeah. vital in that exchange. Okay, continue. Sorry. All right. 
So, um, the other, the interior offensive lineman, which is certainly guard center, which the Redskins who's, need. Who's this year's Martin? Uh, <laughs> there's a dude named Creed Humphrey. Oh, what's it's a fantastic interior Robert. lineman name. There's a guy from Wisconsin. I can't say his name. Tyler Biadazazaz. He's from Wisconsin. Yeah, he apparently can play any position on the line. Trey Smith from Tennessee. Yep. He's okay. Tommy Kramer, Jake Hansen from Oregon. Tommy Kramer's from Notre Dame. So those are guys that'll be available in the third round. Some of them. Um, tight ends. These. This is your crop. Oh shit! Certainly nobody from Maryland. <laughs> Bryson Hopkins from Purdue. The fuck is that guy? Cole Clement from Notre Dame. Okay. I can't pronounce his last name. Albert Acu something from a bomb. I don't know. He's from Missouri. <laughs> That's a good. Can you pronounce it? Uh, not a chance. Yeah. And my guess is from his last name, he's not originally from Missouri, but continue. Hunter Bryant from Washington and Grant Calcaterra oh, yeah. from Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. All of those guys are second to fourth round picks. Okay. They'll be around, but no one's. But as you said, nobody really sets themselves apart as like, you know, there's not, there's no guy coming in here where everybody's drooling going, okay, this guy. But if they can walk and talk at the same time, they come and start for the Redskins. Yeah, probably. As with the current crop they have right now. That's fair. So watch those guys. Maybe one of them will impress. Really good offensive tackles. Uh, They got uh, Thomas from Georgia, Tristan Wars from Iowa, Alec. Um, Alric Jackson from Iowa, Austin Jackson from USC, Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. All mm-hmm. those guys are top two. Rounds, gotcha. Gotcha. So they won't get them. If you're Ravens fans, these are some interior front seven guys uh, to to watch. Okay. Derek Brown, Auburn, stud. Absolute the, stud. Marvin Wilson, Florida State, stud. Javon Kinlaw, South Carolina, stud. So you have three studs in the first round. For interior defensive line. Other Do you than, think that's where they go with their first-round pick? I think they go front seven. They'll yeah. go, um, the, I, I, you know. They're not Ken, going tight end? No. <laughs> I think Brown will be gone. Wilson may be there. More Ken trade Law. bait, Jay. More trade yeah. bait. <laughs> Brown will be gone. Wilson will be there, maybe. Ken Law may be there. A.J. Espinosa from Iowa, he may be there when they draft. Curtis Weaver from Boise State, he's probably a second-rounder. Willie Gay from Michigan State. Mississippi State at, at linebacker, he'll maybe there when they draft. Um, and a guy from who a lot of people are uh, the linebacker from LSU, Queen, Patrick Queen. Mm. Uh, they are proje- a lot of people project him to, um, uh, to Baltimore. But I think one of those positions, the highest rated player at one of those positions on the front seven, they're getting. Cause- See, that's kind of the beauty of where they're picking is you just sit back and wait. And like you said, there's a lot of, of really decent players there. You just you have your own draft board. You wait for your you know the Ravens to be called, and you go, this guy's the top guy on the draft board. Let's roll. But you there know? are also really good free agents available in the front seven. Listen to this. Jadavion Clowney, he'll be franchised. Chris Jones, he'll probably be franchised probably. by Kansas City. Uh, Yannick Nagawe, is that how you say it, from Jacksonville? Ngakwe. Yeah, yeah. He's a Terp. He's a Terp. Yeah, he's there. Shaq Barrett. Outside linebacker, Eric Armstead, defensive end, had a good mm-hmm. year for San Francisco. Yes, Dante did. Fowler. Oh, yeah. And then your guy, your own guy, Matthew Judon, is the seventh best. So why overpay him when you have all those people you can court? Right, right. So uh, my guess is they will have, in the first round, the Ravens, if I'm the Ravens, I'm drafting the fir- my first-round pick and getting a free agent front seven and and just making that 
you locking, know, ridiculous. Right, locking up that front seven the best you can. Right. And, uh, you, you know, know, it's the Ravens, dude. Everything works out for them. It, it really does. Watch, watch this Ken Law guy who killing everybody at the Senior Bowl, and everybody's raving about six foot five, three hundred twenty-seven. Watch him drop all the way to the Ravens. Sure, and he'll come, and he's the next Haloti Nana. <laughs> That's yeah. how it works out, man. Kind of similar to what happened with the Skins. They got you know their interior line guys that were possibly top five that dropped to whatever sixteen, seventeen, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but they're so. always injured. <laughs> That's why they're dropping. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well. The combine, the combine is exciting, but it's also it's exciting for those of you like Jerry that really have enjoy, no life. They enjoy those second, third, fourth round guys, yeah, and because that's who is going to shine at the combine. I just like watching really fat people move. <laughs> like you know, you have a three hundred twenty pounder and he's running a four eight. You're like, so, what the? F- how's that even fucking possible? So real quick before we move on to the caps. Um, so the the videos of Chase Young are going around. You sent us one. I've seen a couple others. Jesus, how, holy shit! How much how much does he weigh right now? I think two seventy. No fucking way he weighs two seventy. Six five, six six. Jesus Christ, two seventy and he moves like that. He was doing DB drills. It was unbelievable. Did you see how fast in the one drill yes. when he was actually in a four point stance? Dude. How fast he got to the cone? It was it was. Amazing. His I first step like, is amazing. I thought it was photoshopped. I thought it was one of those videos where somebody, you know, just came in and, and did it like one and a half times the speed. It probably that, was. You know, yeah, probably. And he does look like the predator. Yes. Dude, that guy, scary as shit. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm not one to get caught up in a viral video and go, oh, I need that guy. But you watch that, and then more importantly with him, watch watch the film. Watch him in real Big Ten action just destroying people. You know, teams like... Wisconsin and Iowa that we just talked about that have a bunch of O linemen that are up here going to go in the you know in the second round in the draft and I mean he's just knocking three hundred and twenty pound guys off the line. There it's are unreal. misses. There are misses in the draft. Even what everybody thinks, like Tony everybody. Mandrich, everybody thought Every, he was going to be the greatest thing of all time. Absolutely, they're few and far between. When when universally it's like this guy's generated, this guy's awesome. It's it's really rare. Yes. Ryan Leaf, Tony Mandrich, that the guy is not somewhat productive. He's could be disappointing, right? He could only play seven years and only have eight sacks a year, but he will play. Yes, he will, you know, and he will. I mean, I don't know if Mario Williams is a bust, right? Or, or sure, because remember when he came out, he was the guy. Oh, he was. But, he was from NC State, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No I mean, wonder he's a bust. I don't know if he was a bust or not. I can't remember. <laughs> so Kuiper as Ant Mac is a top ten running back. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, we'll get into some of the local guys as the draft gets closer and see, you know. Uh, some of the West Virginia and Maryland guys who might get drafted, uh, you know, in the especially on the second day, third day. Let's not talk about West Virginia basketball. I think they're about ready to kill Huggins up there. Well, They've lost six of seven. They actually scored points in some of those games. Apparently, he doesn't play like he only plays like the guys no more than twenty four minutes, and they they're complaining. I don't know. I'm on the I'm on <laughs> hey, the message boards. Those guys know what they're hey, talking. Hey, fuck about. it, let's roll. College basketball talk. Let's go. All right. So West Virginia's definitely hit the skids a little bit in the last couple of weeks. Hit the skids. They uh, thank God I'm from a broken home and I'm back as a Maryland fan. <laughs> go Terps. Terps, I love Mitch. you. We got Jerry back on board, even oh, after a loss. Mitch, get even the, after get a boy loss. Some tickets, please. <laughs> so <laughs> I will be the first one here. to say this. <laughs> that Ohio State game scared the shit out of me. We lost. I actually felt better afterwards than I thought I was going to. I actually don't mind that loss at all for a few different reasons. Number one, on the road, ranked opponent, they needed that victory badly for their seating in the Big Ten as well as to solidify their resume for the NCAA tournament. 
Yeah. Number two, they shot the fucking lights out. They did not cool off at all in that game. I think they ended up right at 50%, maybe slightly under for the game from three, and they jacked up like 25 or 26 of them. I thought they were dead on 40, but I'm not sure. Um, either way, they, of their 79 points, I'm pretty sure, I think they had 14 made threes. You know, So well, almost half their points are three-pointers. And the key was you know, Maryland didn't go out and put up 55. They went out and put up 72. Correct. Right? That's what it was, yeah, they so. put up 72 points with Sticks only getting eight yep. total points. And Cowan yeah. somehow miraculously not finishing the game because the referee, you know, had his head in the sand. So basically everything that could have gone against Maryland went against Maryland. Well, I mean, you can't win when your best two players score 18 points combined. Correct. Yep. So agreed. You know, um, those guys got to be in the third. That combined 30 to 40. Absolutely. But like I told Jeremy, at least we were in that game and there was we had possessions with the ball only down four or five in the last couple minutes if you had told me ohio state was going to put up damn near 80 shoot the lights out and maryland was going to be just mired in foul trouble and shitty calls i'd have been like oh we're going to lose that game by 20 and we didn't if you ain't first you're last todd fuck moral victories what do you think jeremy ah fuck off jerry yeah i agree with that um the fuck off Jerry part, that is. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm kidding, of course. At least about at least when it comes to the Terps. Um, now, I, um, now, our next topic. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be boxing gloves. I can't with. wait. No, but I, I think that, you know, if they make the right call, which they would have been a foul on, uh, was, it, was it Wesson? Yeah. Um, been down four, Cowan's still in the game, and who knows what happens. Yep. So I mean, just to your point, I, I'm not getting worked up over the L. It's it's fine. You know, you knew it was going to happen at some point. Correct. The thing I don't like is how tough this the the home stretch is here. You know, and they go one and four. That's not going to be a good look. No. Um, and it, but it's very possible, and they don't have to be really bad for that to happen. That's the only reason why I just I'm I'm frustrated that you know the three jackasses and stripes just are that incompetent. You know. But other than that, I'm not really disappointed by the loss. Now, loss didn't bother me that much if they can parlay that into a good performance tonight. Tonight's yeah, game worries me. It's tough, yeah. Yep. Tough game. And, and we, I, I even said this last week before the Ohio State game. I said, I don't like that Wednesday night at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Nine o'clock, somebody else's building. <sighs> Minnesota's 13 and 13, I think. But you said it, 10 and four at home. <laughs> and they've got the leading scorer in the Big Ten. Or no, second leading scorer in the Big Ten, and he's the leading rebounder. Big and ass so center. It's going to give sticks trouble. At least Absolutely. On the defensive so end, he's so. he's going to be a nightmare down there. Um, and them being five hundred, obviously they have no sights set on the NCAA tournament. They're one of those NIT teams potentially. Aren't they still like a top fifty net though? I mean, they are, know. but uh, there's just so few spots. Um, but this could be a trademark win for them this season. They're going to sell out the building. It's going to be loud. It's going to be annoying. And if we get off to a rough start, I mean, we're gonna it's gonna go right down to the wire. I think it is too. Indiana beat them at home at Minnesota's place a week or two ago. They, that was last by week by thirteen. Yep. But Maryland should win by double digits. So that game. Why is Minnesota favored? Because nobody has respect for Maryland. They think they're soft. They listen to me too much. Actually, I heard a stat. There's only been two, three games this season that a road team in the Big Ten has been favored. One of them was Maryland at, at uh, Northwestern. Um, so bottom line is your bottom feeders in the Big Ten still have decent home records, and they are a nightmare to play against on the road. And that's just that's just the nature of the beast in, in, in a very competitive college basketball conference. This just in, um, in the NCAA tournament, you're going to have to beat good teams. Yep. 
Breaking news. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, but uh, you're not going to have to beat them at their home arena. They're 13 and 13. 10 and 4 at home, Jerry. <laughs> it's Minnesota. I, I agree with you. So, <laughs> what are we playing? Fucking hockey? Dude, in the end, is the game going to be fucking close? Maryland would definitely lose to Minnesota in hockey. Maryland should win by 10. Yeah, I mean, it'll be close for the first uh, 18 minutes. minutes. And then Maryland should pull away and be in control. So, and I hope that they do. Bring back Juan Dixon. I certainly hope that they pull away, but I will say this in that Indiana uh, Minnesota game last week, um, Indiana was up two with eight minutes to play. They just didn't have the horses at the end. Indiana made shots, made their free throws. They end up winning by 13. That game was close for, gotcha. for 30, 32 minutes. I, I anticipate the game tonight being like that, which is why. Well, Cowan you're gonna be, and you're Sticks. You're going to be asleep. So yeah, you're not even, frick, I'm going to watch the <laughs> intro and then I'm gone. <laughs> Cowan and Sticks, they need to have uh, combined 35. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, I'd like to see Wiggins continue his development because I thought he was the the shining spot against Ohio State. That guy can just fucking he, shoot the ball. He just nonchalantly goes out there and puts up numbers. Yeah. And then there's some games where he doesn't do anything, but it's the same nonchalance. Obviously. But, but you know what? I was thinking about that. <clears throat> Uh, there, there are games his his score line doesn't look very impressive. He's not really getting that many looks because yeah. if Cowan and Sticks are dominating the game, he's like not, two for eight or five for eight. So exactly. <laughs> but when, but if they're on the bench in foul trouble, if we need that little shot of adrenaline, let him put up eight to ten threes. You know. Here's why I think Maryland wins, and I'm going to break out some actually logic and not just be an asshole. <laughs> Minnesota's best player is a center. Can't pronounce his name. Yes, he is. He's he's, he's and his, good. And his sec- good. Yeah, and his second best player is a guard. So that means Sticks and Cowan are on those two. Our two are better than your two. See, that's, and that's where we're going to win. And, and I'm with you. That that would be my approach. They're tough. It's at their barn. Expect expect them to throw some haymakers and, and throw them at you. You're better. Stick to the game plan and just fucking win. You know, our better, our best players are better than your best players. So that, and our role players are definitely better than their role players. So we should win. We should. Yeah, we should yes. go, go score more points than them. And, <laughs> that would be brilliant. You know. Um, now, you know what though? This yeah, team, that dude does score like twenty points a game. He's, oh, he's, he's he, good. He, he's a monster. He's a monster. I think he averages a double double. Yep. Um, so nineteen and eleven. Yep. Nineteen seven and eleven. Yeah. So that's uh, well, <clears throat> you know, that, he's going to be a load to handle inside. But you know, again, look, you, you nailed it. Our Kick him in the play- dick, sticks. <laughs> our our best players are, are better than your best players. So yeah. should should win this game. So once then, again, I'm right, Jeremy. <laughs> now let's talk. We're going to talk about my boys in just a second. God damn it! So after the Minnesota game tonight, we get. Michigan State in a rematch at home. Game day. And college game day has come to College Park. Jay Billis. Jay Billis. I love that, man. He should be president. Oh, boy. <clears throat> I have mixed feelings about game day coming to College Park for a few reasons. Quit being such a pussy. Fuck right <laughs> off. <clears throat> have an original thought for a second. You're going to Google something else and then just regurgitate it over there on your iPad, for fuck's sake? He's doing it well. <laughs> he is. He is. He's putting his spin on it. Um so here's the, the maddest Todd's ever been to me. <laughs> here's the deal. Um, I Maryland has been snubbed for game day so many times in the past, and here we are now the favorite, and we get game day at home. It's like this reverse psychology bullshit that I fucking hate. So what I'd like to see is for us to absolutely go and curb stomp Michigan State at home. Like I'm talking like 15-point win, the place is going crazy, and it's almost not even that competitive with them. That would be the perfect icing on the cake on this season for me up to this point. Thoughts? 
Yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's kind of what you're just. That's what you're hoping for. The last thing you need is to have a three-game losing streak. You know, happen on the day where game day is there. That that just that's not going to be good for anybody. No, no. For a psychologically fragile team, hosting game day can be can go one of two ways. It better go the positive way. That's all I'm saying. By the way, Peter Lavalette is coaching the U.S. at the Worlds. Okay. I didn't even know that guy was still coaching. <laughs> I didn't even know he was still alive. <laughs> We well, just got fired like a few weeks ago. Him. Oh, we should get him. <laughs> yeah, he's so good he got fired. All right, so here we go. Right into our Caps talk. I have it figured out. I have it figured out. <laughs> I have. I don't know why. You didn't even Google anything, so that's good. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure it's Todd Reardon's fault, even though he's looks like a car salesman. Um, <laughs> More like used car, but yeah. Well, it's definitely Blaine Forsythe's fault, right? That guy, he's a, he's shitty. But anyway. <laughs> He makes good cakes. The, good. the slap shot thing is the, the what's the what's the thing called when on the power play when the guy first of all Koozie oh the slingshot he looks great yeah sling Koozie yeah. he looked great he's the best player on the ice last night dude so here's my theory on that I think Kovalchuk is also a felon Russian he is a felon uh, oh fellow oh yeah, he's gonna get fellow shit Russian back. Uh, you know court let's, you know let's coach not order. slander anybody uh, hey just a theory just a theory I'm gonna go with he's got something better than that I can <laughs> tell I can tell you that every Every time Kuzi had the puck, he was creating. Dude, he was dominant last yeah. night. He looked good. All right. So I'm at the game, first game of the year. Um, my thoughts were Caps were lazy. They did you say hello to my parents or did you just ignore them? What's that? Did you, say, did you say hello to my parents when you were there last night or did you just ignore them? I didn't. I'm kidding. Yeah. They were there too. Oh, they were? Yeah. No, I didn't see them. <laughs> I was mad at you anyway. <laughs> um, until the game started. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the Caps look lazy. They they look like they're no one hit. There was less hitting last night than any game I remember. I'll tell you why in a second. Um, and you know they they were playing well. They were playing skill. They're 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 more skilled when they want to be than when. Which is why they weren't hitting. Right, they had the puck the whole time. But they got lazy. They got disinterested. The turnovers just like Todd. Todd and I were talking. Every team turns the puck over. But when the Caps turn it over, it's almost always a goal. We go oh, full sail when we turn it over. Yeah. I, Alan May said today uh, that uh, he... Jerry's an idiot. Well, okay. so according to his stats, <laughs> Alan May said today that Braden Holtby has faced the more bra- most breakaways of anybody in the league. Um, I thought he played pretty well. He was, he was I thought great. he did too. Yeah, no, he was, he was fine. Great. No, he was fine. But I think the Caps got out to the hot start. They got worn down. Because they're old, and they are old, and now they're coasting to the playoffs. And whether it's by design or whether it's by their choice and they're just sort of disregarding Todd Reardon, you can see, you can actually feel it when they stop trying. Um, and things just, I mean, the turnovers, the turn, they don't play very smart. I don't think a lot of them are very smart players. Even Tom Wilson, I love Tom Wilson, but even he tries to be creative. It's usually they get the puck on the, on the board, right, and they're always flipping it to the center, mm-hmm. right, to, to start the break. But they do it without realizing that nobody's there, <laughs> you know? I mean, when Winnipeg did it, they would flip it, like, in very short spaces, right, to the guy right. next to him, right? But if the caps are, like, on the boards, and Todd Tom Wilson's looking, no looking, like, behind his back, the equivalent <laughs> of that, just right in the center, and nobody's sitting there but a Winnipeg player. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? And, and Holby stopped it. It's just like they have these... Um, they have these lapses of mm-hmm. discipline and effort, 
No one is more guilty than that. No, Ovi, he is noticeably lazy uh, when he drifts back in defense. He's, you know, and I will say this, and then I'll let Jeremy destroy everything I say. <laughs> when Jensen is on the ice, the other team throws it to him, and they go get him. And because they, they just the scouting report on him is he's soft and he can't handle it. He's playing soft right now for yeah. sure. And Kepney, much the same. Mm-hmm. Now I will say that when Jeremy was yelling at me, the way it looked, <laughs> the way it looked on at, from my seat was that Kepney simply just took the puck and threw it in the middle of the ice to the to Cody Eakin who was sitting there by himself, right? Yeah. But apparently, I mean, he did try to, you know, roll it up the boards and it just something bad bounce. And it bounced right off and went to him. But it was just a, that and the Kovalchuk turnover that led to their two goals, their first two goals. Yeah. yeah. I mean, direct goals off of turnovers, for yeah, sure. The Kovalchuk one, was the, that was the perfect or worst or whatever you want to call it example of what this team does. Um, I think that you know once he sees the video, he's going to be like, what the fuck was I doing? He probably could have scored just if he'd turn and shot the puck. But anyway, there was nobody there. Exactly. I was right in front of me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And that was that was it was like a great play until he passed it. <laughs> it was like because he got the puck, he he moved to the front. I was like, sweet. I was like, this is his first goal, and he passed to the point when the guy's covered. <laughs> yeah. And it was just a goal. It's like it's 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 such a bad play. He knows it's such a bad. Oh play. yeah. No. He. I guarantee. He walked oh, he, in the locker room. He's like, my bad boys. That's he all. Said, me. Yeah. He said yeah. something goes on me. He's like, I I can't make that play. Right. Um, and then you know the third one. I don't know if it was the third. Whatever one it was, I think it was the third one. What well, was Orlov kicked it in the net for crying out loud? It's just like and that was an Oshie turnover, right? Uh, you know, and that's the uh, and that's what they got to cut down is those turnovers. There's no question about that. If they don't cut those down, they're not going to go far in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I think these things are very easily correctable, and I'm seeing a lot better play out of them for the most part the last few games. Because what Jerry's point, you actually didn't say much. I disagree with it all during that whole thing. That's amazing. That little that tip to the middle that you're talking about can be a problem, especially if two or three guys are already gone and that ends up being a turnover. What they were doing last night is that gap between the forwards and the D was much, much smaller. So you turn that over, that's fine because two guys can just turn back and cover. Exactly. No harm, no foul. Exactly. You just, you just, no, you didn't keep possession. No, you didn't get an offensive possession, but you also didn't give them a chance. They were doing that many, many times except for the two we just talked about. So you know what this team reminds me a little bit of watching that game back last night on DVR? They remind me of the Kings when the Kings won their second of their two cups a few years back. So they won the first cup, and they, they were like the Cinderella. They were the darlings. They went on the run. Quick was outstanding. Were they an eight seed? They were. You know, everything just fell right, right? And obviously the Caps' first cup, we weren't an eight seed. We didn't come out of nowhere. But that things similarly but fell exactly right. Exactly right. You know, the, the synergy was there. Everything seemed to work. The second cup run was way different, and – <clears throat> going into the playoffs, they weren't playing great. It was like, ah, oh, this team looks old. They look slow. They look disinterested. All the things that Jerry just said, because I agree with you, Jerry, they do look a tad old. They do look a tad slow. Because they're the oldest team in the league. Exactly. And they definitely look disinterested. Winnipeg on a Tuesday night, you know, ugh. aside from the OV 700 celebration, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not exactly like, you know, lighting anybody on fire here, right? So... <clears throat> I, I'm just hoping that they have that switch come playoff time when you, you start to see them grind a little bit more. And I know it was only one game, but in the third period against the Penguins, 
Dude, they were grinding. Yeah. They were hitting. They played with that desperation I have not seen for a long, long time. I don't think the Caps care who they play in the first round. I don't think so either. Because I think they think they can flip the switch and beat anybody. And that's what I'm hoping they can do. Right. I just hope they don't fall like to eighth and have to play Tampa or Boston or somebody like or, or Pittsburgh. Well, the first round basically just it almost doesn't matter because you're going to have to play who you really need to get through in the second round anyway. So know. it's just it's like they can be interchangeable. It just doesn't really matter. Well, Jeremy called. He goes, "So you want to play Pittsburgh in the first round or the second round? Because right. that's pretty much that's what, what it's going to come down the to." The Islanders in the first round. I'd love for Pittsburgh to play Philly and let them kill each other. That's exactly. Completely agree. I'd like to play if I in that scenario. Anybody's going to be tough, but I like to play the Islanders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pick your poison, right? Every single team has you know something that can hurt you, but likewise, you hope that you have the. The, you know the potion that you can instill well, and, and hurt the other team. Hopefully, the Caps are ready now mentally to just get on a uh, get on a heater and start playing like they were, and pick up the energy. I, that's why, I guess. I mean, I, that's what was the most disappointing last night because I thought, okay, they beat Pittsburgh, they're up three nothing, they're sort of getting their mojo back, and then they just stop freaking playing. See, and that, that's what stupid. bothers me is the late second period goal really bothered me because if if Winnipeg doesn't get that. There's no way Winnipeg comes back and gets no three in the third. Right. No, no chance. That late second period goal was, you know, that that was a bit deflating. And it, and it could have been seven nothing caps where Absolutely. they were buzzing. I mean, they Absolutely. had yeah. they had again, chance after chance after chance. Again, that's why the hits in the Pittsburgh game were so disparaging. Pittsburgh carried the play for a good portion of that second period, and we counteracted that with our physicality. We had no need for that last night. We had the puck on our stick the entire first two periods. Right, they did. You know. Um, but that's how I want the Caps to play. Play with the puck on your stick, play on your front foot, and then the hits come playoff time are forechecking hits, not reactive hits. Right. You want to be the aggressor. You don't want to be the reactionary hitter. And if we can do that, we're going to be a tough out. And was it late second period, Jerry, when they had the, it was the, you know, Kovalchuk third line was out there? And they I, they had four or five just golden opportunities. I, I don't know they, how they, they didn't they, score. They would have sealed the deal. And I think most nights they'll probably be scoring. It wasn't like it wasn't the hot goalie thing. It was just where they were putting it on them and stuff like that. I think Garnet Hathaway is crazy, like legitimately crazy. He's because, nuts because he scored, he got amped up, and then he immediately saw a fight. Yeah, it was like he was like angry. He scored. You know when you look at certain people and they just have that like little like synapse, you can almost see through yeah. their eyeball. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, that guy's nuts. Hathaway definitely has that. Yeah. That guy's fucking crazy. I mean, he uh, fought for, love him for, for like no reason whatsoever. I'm just so well, no, glad we have because him. he destroyed the guy with a clean check, and the yeah. guy came back after him. Okay, well, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see that. You missed so much when you're no, there. Absolutely. Oh, at, no, no, no question about. If it. you get a chance, he destroyed. I mean, it was the guy he fought. I forget who he was, but he did. He destroyed that yeah. guy. It was a perfectly fine check. Oh, completely clean as a whistle. Well, they're going back up there tomorrow. Yep. Same teams. Yep. I don't think Winnipeg's that good, but they're not. Yeah. They're not. Um, they're skilled. Yeah. They a can lot, score. Yeah. A lot of offensive talent. Well, and that's why if you turn the puck over, we could be down three nothing. Right. We we could be out shooting them thirteen to three, and they could they could pot all three well, if we if we aren't careful. I don't remember his name. I think was the, the guy got their first goal. He's a thirty goal scorer. Yeah. Ehlers. Uh, Ehlers. No, no, not Ehlers. It was the um, I forget his name. Maybe wasn't the first Connor. Goal. Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Connor. Connor got yeah, the yeah. breakaway. He got the yeah. second goal. Oh, second goal. Okay. 
yeah, I definitely got him mixed up on that. But yeah, no, but that guy, I mean, you know, put him with Line A, and you know, and and Shifley and Wheeler. I mean, oh, they, no, dude, they, they can, got some serious offensive talent on that team. Gudis and Kempney look very slow. Well, Gudis is yeah. slow. One thing we haven't mentioned yet, and I don't know how it looked to you, but it was pretty obvious on you. The ice was absolute garbage. Yeah, it, pucks bouncing, guys falling. They would that, they would it was, clean it, and it I would loved get, your text last night. Car, you were like, yeah. they're just falling yeah. for no reason. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, there's a pretty good reason actually. Well, I have, but, when you're uh, there, you don't know. Where the fuck is Jensen falling? Well, he was like. I want to say six or seven guys fell in that same corner throughout the game. Yeah. Both teams, you know, it was just. But well, Alan May said it was terrible. I I did notice after they cleaned it, and then it would be automatically mush looking. Yeah, you know, the the color wasn't smooth. Hmm. Like uh, it would get really bad yeah, really fast. I know what you mean. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it was freezing in there. Hmm. I mean, it was. I sometimes I put my, I put my hood up. Hmm. I'll say what you said to Todd. Stop being such a pussy. Oh, I, I'm a <laughs> tremendous pussy. You know what, though? That's funny you say that because having been to 8,000 youth hockey games here in the last few years, some of the coldest drinks have the shittiest ice, and it's they crank up the... Com- yeah, they hope it, like the AC is going to keep the ice cold. Exactly. The compressors are what you can't see or feel. So if those aren't running at top notch and they compensate by just making the, the, the rink feel cold, it actually doesn't help the ice. <laughs> um, so when you're in a big-ass arena like that, you know, oh, everybody shut down the heat, turn, you know, make it cold. That's not going to fucking help the ice, you morons. Right. You know? um, so eh, ice you can't do anything about, and especially if we play a team like Carolina or even the <sighs> Islanders in the Jesus. first round. If you're playing those games at Nassau, the ice is awful because Nassau is awful. If you're playing at the Barclays, it's equally as bad because it's a big new manufactured arena. Right. So, ugh. well, their risks and rewards and potential losses, no matter who they play. Exactly. Well, we said it last year. If you if you can't beat Carolina in the first round, it's your fault. Yeah, and it was our fault. I, I don't know, but I don't know who they match up better with. They certainly get up more for Pittsburgh. That will be a bloodbath. Yeah. That series will go six or seven, and it will be a bloodbath. I'm I'm a little bit on on your side of the fence here, Jerry. I'd like to kind of preserve a little bit right now. Clearly, get points where you can, but don't really don't stay up. You know, don't keep yourself up at night worrying about who you're going to play. Every opponent out there is going to be legit. They're going to be good, and they can beat you. You need to worry about what you're doing in house. Are you healthy? Do you have the right line combinations? Do you have the right power play units? Do you know who's playing penalty kill? If and when somebody goes down or they get a two and a 10 or they, you know, they, they have to go and get stitches or whatever, do you have that contingency plan on the fly? That's the shit I want to see them working on for the next four or five weeks. Why does Kempney go down to the third pairing instead of Jensen? I don't know. Well, right now they're just still playing with pairs. I think they really they know what they have in each one of these guys individually, so they just want to see who works best together. And I think that the I I don't think they want to put Kempsey Kemp, Kempsey that's good <laughs> Kempney on his wrong side, and um, they don't mind doing that. Like Orloff, they might end up doing that with. So it may end up being that you have a, a Dylan Orloff pair when the playoffs come around. That dude might be our best defenseman. Dylan is a beast. By the way, overall, I, he might be in terms of, you know, I mean, Carlson obviously is your guy. He's the minutes eater. He does everything. But Dylan's a player. Yeah. So a he, player. not like he needed to endear himself to the fans because this fan base yeah. loves, 
you know, we've had the success. Oh, and he it's pissed a, Malkin in the face. It was awesome. Did, did anybody else notice that Malkin was only throwing punches if there was a linesman in between um, them? Like the, the, the entire hockey Jesus world did. Christ. There were so many memes on, on Twitter asshole. and Instagram. It was so funny. They were like, Mark, Malkin, you want to go with Dylan? Just wait for the linesman. <laughs> like, they didn't get your right. shots in. Right. It was so great when the linesman pathetic. moved out of the way and Dylan had two straight shots at him. Malkin literally put both arms up and yeah. covered himself. The linesman comes back in. Malkin's thrown from the side. I like how Dylan gets four for roughing for that. He beat the crap out. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy was uh, impressed with what Pittsburgh did at the Atlanta, which is words I never like to hear. <laughs> what do you think about their the, – what do you think about the Islanders and what Pittsburgh did? I thought the Islanders, the Flyers, the Penguins, and the Caps all made shrewd deadline moves. They didn't sell the farm to get anyone, and I think all of them got decent you know, NHL players that are going to help them in the short term. Yeah, and it wasn't as much – Strictly deadlines. So I guess they got Zucker a few days before, just like Dylan. But well, that, when I say deadline, yeah, yeah, no, I mean that's, within that's, that that's time. That's why frame. I was saying yeah. that too, because yeah. to me Zucker was. I mean, that's like, as soon as he went to Pittsburgh, I'm like, God, I had it. the same fucking thought. Like, he's, God he's, damn it, he's the guy that if we if we play them and it's a seven game series, he's going to get five goals and it's going to piss me off so much. And and guess who's going to get the assists on him, Marlowe, yeah. son of a. Bitch. Well, I think Marlowe could do the same damn thing from you know he's playing with Crosby. It's like. Marlo can't do it by himself, but he can certainly finish for Crosby. Dude, that, that guy. sounded gross, actually, but whatever. <laughs> and ac- that old and, Jerry. and accurate. <laughs> uh, I think we should go out on that note this week. <laughs> a little double entendre to end the podcast. Did you guys see Sidney Crosby break a stick? It took him so like great. 15 times. Yeah, he, that was he, so great. Yeah, he, was, he couldn't do it. He's like, he was like, this is not <laughs> fair. It. It's not oh, fair. Dude, he was so pissed at himself. Like that whole play. True. No, no, he turned the wrong way. Right. When Oshie came around, right. he completely took the wrong angle. And when he saw the puck go in, you know he went, fuck, Sid, what the fuck were you just doing? He was so mad at himself. It was great. And then he couldn't break his stick. It was yeah, I know. Well, those composite sticks are tough. You know. you I know. saw a nine-year-old do it in the uh, lobby at Rockville the other night. It just sucks because but, you know. I thought, uh, I thought <laughs> Pittsburgh was going to suck. I thought Pittsburgh was going to suck this year. Not suck, but like be dude, they have back. been they they have been way better than I thought. <laughs> they are, man. Got to give it up to. Them. I mean, I, you respect them. If the if I wouldn't hate them if they if they always sucked. You know, they're great players. Fuck, it, a great organization. Yeah, it really is. And except they went in bankruptcy. Except Fuck except those guys. Bankruptcy, yeah. Twice, twice. Way to ruin people's lives, Pittsburgh. <laughs> I guess I won't tell you that my uncle helped bail him out a couple times, but. That's a different story for a different day. Fucking traitor. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 The we'll only guys on a cliffhanger until the next The only week. team that has not congratulated Ovi, by the way. Yeah, fuck him. Pittsburgh. I thought well, Sid did, though, didn't he? Uh, when he passed Mario Lemieux, maybe he was high. I don't know. But uh, he didn't congratulate Well, Yager did. Yager. Oh, Yager last night, they did in a video tribute. Yep. He came out and said something to the effect of... Uh, Gretzky better be scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, because Ovi's coming for you. Ovi's coming nice. for you. <laughs> so awesome. Well, with that being said, Ovi, to uh, to many, many, many more. Um, obviously, everybody's talking about 895 being the key number, but in the short term, I'm thinking 55 this season. You know, it'd be nice to see him go on a heater down the stretch here and, uh, you know, just continue to get some points. Playoff yeah. goals don't count, though, correct? They correct. absolutely do. Not not for the, not for the 894. Oh, no, not for the 895. Right. I mean, oh, of course sorry. they count, yeah, but not for the record. No, no, no. no. Um, so, you know, hey, it's going uh, to be a hell of a run here. And, you know, I'm, I'm just really hoping to preserve the health, of, you know, of this squad, make sure that we're hitting the playoffs as healthy as we can be in as good a mindset as we can be. And I do think we can make a deep run. I do think the parts are there. 
and I said it before, I could see us going out in the first round. That would just break my fucking heart. It would break my heart too, but I just think I think the parody it is It would break Holly's heart. <laughs> because she knows living with me for the, the the week after that would be just awful. Would you smash that picture of yourself holding the cup if they go out in the first round? No, oh, never. Forehead. <laughs> just take it to bed with you and caress it for the memories. I would smash all the family pictures. <laughs> <laughs> take it out on something else. I would Perfect. never mess up my sports memorabilia. <laughs> Oh, and with that, we will see you guys next week. This is Wings, Beers, and Tears. Have a great week. We will talk to you next week. See ya. See See ya. ya.